Hello, everybody. It's Dave Neal, stand-up comic and host of Bachelor Nation News. We've got a great podcast for you today. Lots of different entertainment to get to. Kim Kardashian, rumored to be the next Bachelorette. We're going to squash that storyline. What Hannah Brown had to say about charity and what Nick Vial had to say about charity. Basically called her toxic and messy. So we're going to play those different clips. SAG-AFTRA might be going on strike. A severed finger sent to the French president. This and more on today's Bachelor Rush Hour. Oh, that's right. I've got koozies coming your way for anyone uh, uh, buying VIP tickets to my Seattle show August 24th. We're going to have a koozie, which comes with a beer in it, a show poster in front row seats to the show. It's going to be a ton of fun. To anyone who came to last night's show, um, which was in Pacific Beach in San Diego, we had such a fun time. Uh, comedy's been going great. Lots of fun things to joke about in today's world. And to anyone who, to anyone who spends their time in hard-earned money to come out to a stand-up show at a comedy club and have some laughs, I'm telling you, that is somebody I want to hang out with. And by the way, last night, Logan Palmer, good friend of the program, came to the show. I won't speculate on whether or not he had a new lady there, but let's just say I won't speculate. And then also we had Brayden. That's right. Brayden from the current season of The Bachelorette came out to the stand-up show with his dad. He's got a young dad. His dad's in his 40s. I was trying to do the math on that. Very, very nice father-son combo. I had a good time chatting with him after the show. And shout-out to our Patreon member, Araceli, for coming out to the show as well. Uh, A star was born last night. So many fun people came out and... We really appreciate all that support. You know, I had made a mistake. I thought I had a show in Scottsdale on August 17th. It's actually in Huntington Beach, California, only eight hours away. Huntington Beach, California on August 17th. I'll have a ticket link for that, but save the date. August 24th is the Seattle show. And if you're listening in Los Angeles this Sunday, I've got a brunch show. More details on my Instagram at dneals. All right, let's get into it. I'm going to play for you guys. Uh, what Kim Kardashian had said on her show, Keeping Up With The Kardashians, about becoming The Bachelorette. I gotta stand up for this one. Oh, what are you doing? Well, I wanna know. No one knows. So, so. feeling <laughs> What is it? An executive from Disney called me. Rob Mills. Oh. You know these people, but they wanted to call me directly and then I was gonna connect them with you once I decided if I was gonna do it or not. I'm gonna do the show, The Bachelorette. I'm gonna be the Bachelorette. I'm so serious. You're gonna do The Bachelorette? Yes. I am. What? Gonna do The Bachelorette? Yes. Well, 100% you're not doing it. Yes, why? There's no way. Everything's 100%. 100% I'm doing it. 100% you're not doing it. It just goes back and forth. All right, so then uh, Kris Jenner. Kim Kardashian's mom, who's the momager, is not having this. Call the guy Rob. No, not happening. Nope. I'm your momager, manager, mother. Uh, it, name a title. I'll put any hat on that you want, but you're not doing this. Now imagine being worth hundreds of millions of dollars and your mom makes your decisions for you still. But either way, she does have her best interest. It would not be a good look for Kim Kardashian to go on The Bachelor. Like She doesn't need it. The Bachelor needs her. She doesn't need it. Well, 
Turns out the mom was right. An article just came out. Kim Kardashian tricks Kris Jenner into calling Disney VP over fake bachelorette gig a prank. So it was just a prank. And, you know, it was one way for them to cross promote. Kardashians are on Hulu. My guess is the Kardashians have like a big equity stake in Hulu for their show. Um, you know, doing these cross promotions with ABC, like they're clearly amazing businesswomen. I've got some more Bachelor stories we'll get to in a second. Uh, here's a heavy story, though, that we've been following. Jimmy Allen, you might remember him on Dancing with the Stars. He's a country musician. He was sued for sexual assault by his accuser, and now he's countersuing the accuser and says filming the sex was consensual. So he says he's got it on tape that they had a consensual agreement. Jimmy is being sued by a Jane Doe who claims they met on a flight to Nashville in May. Now you have to remember, regardless, he was still married. I think his wife just had a baby or was pregnant. So it's a messy story. I mean, he really looks like a slime ball. They started messaging each other for the next few months and ultimately met up at his Sin City Hotel where she claims he sexually assaulted her and secretly recorded the encounter. In his countersuit, Jimmy cops to everything she says about how and where they met and eventually ended up in the Vegas hotel room. As for the encounter, he says they were kissing on the room's balcony when he asked her if he could set up his camera and he claims she agreed. Now, my question would be this. If you're cheating on your partner, why would you want proof of it? But also, if he does have proof that it was consensual, then it really blows up her suit in the first place. I don't know who's right or wrong here, but it'll probably come out in the court of law. We'll be following that story. All right, White House, mystery cocaine case closed. The Secret Service can't ID the suspect. I guess there aren't enough security cameras in the White House. Whoever left their coke in the White House can smile. They're not going to get busted for it because the Secret Service has no video evidence to nail a suspect. The Secret Service says it closed its investigation into the bag of coke that was found July 2nd in the West Wing, and absolutely stunningly, they've been able they've been unable to identify who left it. Look, here's my personal take on this. I don't care if you're dangling with the booger sugar. I don't care if you're hanging out with the devil's lettuce or whatever you're doing. If a little cocaine helps you write good legislation for the country, then call me Pablo Escobar, baby. I'm coming in there with bags of rock. You know what I mean? Uh, but uh, I don't know if that's the case. Like, you know, obviously Trump was on some form of methamphetamines, you know, whether it be Adderall or whatever. And I'm not even claiming, I, like, I, I doubt it was Biden who's doing lines of cocaine. I don't know. I just don't see that being something that they let uh, the most powerful political leader in the world do. Uh, because You know, whatever. But hey, what do I know? You know what I mean? I'm just a prude who likes a ice-cold Diet Coke. That's my that, that's my Coke uh, rush. Not the white stuff. I like that fizz, fizzly Diet Coke straight out of a 7-Eleven tap. All right, well, let's go to an ad break, and we'll, we'll be back with more content right after this. All right, we finally have some information about the upcoming Golden Bachelor. That's right, Golden Bachelor coming this fall. Here is a teaser video they released today. This magic moment While your lips are close to mine On July 17th, the Golden Bachelor will be revealed. That's right. That's right. On Monday, July 17th, we're going to find out who the Golden Bachelor is. Is it somebody we know or is it some random guy that served in the... I mean, who knows? Who knows? We will find out. And speaking of another Golden Bachelor, although no, he's not a bachelor, French President Macron gets severed finger sent to him in the mail 
Um, he was reportedly given the finger this week, but not in the way you'd think. This one was severed from a human being and sent to him in the mail. The first thing I thought about was, was it French manicured? <laughs> you know, that would be apropos, right? If you anyway, that's one way of doing it. Um, so find a fingerless person, and um, is that is that illegal to send someone? I mean, maybe in some cultures it's a uh, sign of affection. I don't know. All right, here we have a war breaking out here, a union war, which we love to see. SAG-AFTRA fails to reach deal. National board to vote Thursday on a strike. That's today, folks. A two-week extension on talks didn't help the two sides reach a deal on a new contract before the deadline expired, setting up what is potentially the first double union strike in 60 years. USA, USA. Now listen, I know a lot of people might think, oh, these rich Hollywood types haven't made enough money. Listen, most people in SAG, like 99%, are very blue-collar working actors. Same thing with the Writers Guild. The producers have made a fortune off of them. It is a perfect example of automation gone wrong. It's a perfect example. Like, it used to be, you know, there'd be all this money in distribution. Oh, you'd have to, you know, a mail film to the blockbusters and the, you know, whatever. That doesn't exist anymore. They just upload their videos to Netflix and Hulu and HBO, and the producers make all of the money. There's a very shot, very shoddy deals were signed when streaming was new, and it's it set the union back very far. So if the Writers Guild is striking, and you know there's been rumors that the producers are gonna like wait till the, all the writers are completely broke. It's like listen, newsflash: writers, screen actors, for the most part, they're like cockroaches. They survived you know decades on waiting jobs and uh, you know catering work and all this other BS that they've done to make their dreams a reality. So if the producers think that these writers and that these actors are gonna roll over. Let me tell you guys something. It might be a long time before we get new original content out there because this strike looks like it's going to be happening. All right, let's go to Hannah Brown. Hannah Brown has been watching Charity season of The Bachelorette. Here's what she had to say about Charity. Catching up on some TV. <laughs> watching this guy in the back. I Oh, that was close. I love Charity so much. I think she's the best Bachelorette ever <laughs> i i mean we'll see i'm so impressed by her uh too. she seems a lot more ready for this and like more articulate than <laughs> i was that's for sure um you guys are you guys are like the same amount of bubbliness though. we do you guys are great on tv thank you i mean i i think i was pretty good at tv i don't know yeah. about finding love on the show I mean, so is Braden though yeah he yeah he is entertaining but yeah, I'm just the big fan. And this, the guys are actually really entertaining and fun to watch. It's just a good season so far. I hate how the guys rat each other out there. I know, it's such he, a like insecure, weird. I get very defensive when he has his own commentary. Because I'm like, well, you don't know what was actually going on. Or if that was actually true or not, or what's yeah, been cut it's, out. Yeah, it's true. It's, you know, so obviously, Hannah Brown's boyfriend wasn't on the show, but they can watch it and enjoy it um, as fans of the show. And we're going to get to what Nick Vial had to say about Charity as The Bachelor after our sponsor. And today's episode is sponsored by Green Chef, the number one meal kit for eating well with dinners that work for you. Bring more flavor to your table this summer with Green Chef's wholesome elevated recipes featuring seasonal organic produce and unique farm 
farm fresh ingredients. Green Chef is now owned by HelloFresh. You guys know we had HelloFresh as a sponsor. Green Chef is now owned by them. And with a wider array of meal plans to choose from, there's something for everyone. Now our listeners, power listeners of Dave Neal, can enjoy both brands at a discount. Go to greenchef.com code uh, slash rushhour50. Again, greenchef.com slash rushhour50 and use code rushhour50 to get 50% off plus free shipping. There'll be a link in the description below. That's greenchef.com slash rushhour50 and use code rushhour50 to get 50% off. All right, let's go right to it. Um, a awesome power listener out there sent me four different moments from three different episodes of Nick Vile's podcast where he was semi-bashing charity. You know, just saying, oh, she's more toxic than I thought she would be. And um, his producers disagree with him and go, she's not being toxic. He, but, but, you know, he didn't think her season would be messy, and it's a little messy. And messy is fine. We like mess, right? Well, anyway, here's what Nick had to say with my commentary in intertwined. Have a listen. We have a lot to get into. I'm so excited that Charity has a bad picker. You know, I wasn't sure after episode one, you know, it was too early to really make any concrete decisions, but she's a little messy. I don't know about that. Mm. No, I don't I know do. about that. No, we've seen it in the past, though. Like, Tasha with um, a couple of her guys, like, she she had Whoever some... said Tasha had a good picker. I do think she does. And and I also have a... a... <laughs> My question with Nick here, and I love that immediately his guest is pushing back on him, which makes for good radio. It's always good to have people that are going to push back on you. Uh, My thought is, how can you say Charity has a bad picker? I mean, she can't keep all the good guys and get rid of all of the villains. You know what I mean? Like, this is what's crazy with Nick. It's like, he was on the show. Don't you remember it's a negotiation? All right, I like these seven guys. All right, well, if you like those seven guys, give us these four guys. Keep them on the show because they'll be entertaining. In the end, they have to make it so that Charity wants to get good ratings, right? I want to pick with you guys because I remember last season we were talking about who would make a great Bachelorette and none of you said Charity. I think she's holding her own she's like way uh, more entertaining than I we will, saw so on far yeah zach season wrong on she is way more entertaining yeah yeah and i anticipated mostly because i think she's got a terrible picker and i think she's a little messy i don't know about and that and she hasn't dealt with uh, the fact that she was cheated on <sighs> kathy when you're watching episode one <laughs> yeah and brayden sits down yeah and the first words out of his mouth are I just, I just got to tell you, I've been cheated on too. And just like, I, we can relate. And just like, that wasn't a red flag. Um, like if you sat down on a first date, and I understand it's The Bachelor. Yeah. So things move a little quicker. But yeah, they're trying their best to like find common ground and have a conversation. And not to mention, producers are saying, hey, go in there and talk about this. This was literally their first. Well, I, I don't Was I on the show? It almost feels like sometimes when I cover these topics, like I'm the one who was, I wasn't on the show. He was. He knows that's not, that's, that's irrelevant. Just because they showed it on the edit doesn't mean that was the first thing that was said. No. Per our, what we saw, mm-hmm. it was their first conversation. And the first words out of us, not like, it's not like, hey, how are you? You know, just like I'm a little nervous. It's like, hey, I just want to tell you something. I know you were cheated on. I was cheated on too. And he didn't say that when he came out of the limo. No, their Thank first you. conversation. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Like, you're they'd right. already had some conversation. Maybe there was something else that was cut out. Who who is this? Uh, who is this guest here? Uh, Kathy Kelly. She's she's immediately 
got the same opinions I have on this, which is, what are you talking about? That wasn't the first thing they said. Where they had even a few sentences and he was just trying to relate. Like, honestly, the first episode, I thought Brayden was normal. I thought he was like a giddy little school kid. And then he whips out these earrings in oh episode two. About- that I'm like- By the way, I agree with her. I thought he was normal, if not on the side of giddy, which it's like, look, you cannot like a guy for being giddy. And if you're like, oh, he shouldn't kiss and tell. I, I get it. I get it. He couldn't he was gobsmacked by uh, by Charity's lips and he just couldn't get over himself. I mean, not the big... I mean, really, this is the big villain moment we're thinking of? All right, anyway, he says he thinks she's wonderfully more messy. We'll go to the 22-minute mark because we have three different videos we're going to share here. This is from nine days ago. So this is early on, you know what I mean? And we're going to get some more sample size. And by the way, here's the thing, right? We're all, we can argue each other's points. Like, I think Nick has a shoddy point there about Braden, you know, awkwardly talking about cheating. I think it's a shoddy point. doesn't mean I don't like the guy, you know what I mean? So many people, they think that there's so much sensitivity over like so-and-so's beefing with so-and-so no if i were on the show i would be disagreeing with i would say no i don't i didn't see it that way yeah i don't know and i'm not a controvert i'm not a controversial uh a person in any way but i just see the comments of people being like oh you must you know so-and-so this guy it's like no i just think i think it's a shit take that's all comes to us like we can be messy and i think charity is wonderfully more messy than i have anticipated yeah, I feel like open-minded people are like a lot easier to fuck with. Yeah. <laughs> I think <laughs> it just feels like she's willing to. She can see it and she hears it. Like whether it's the spring break comment, whether it's the classless comment, and she'll even articulate how that doesn't sit well with her. But I think I'm missing like, okay, then what do we do about it, Charity? Yeah. yeah. What conversations do we need to have? Who do we need to send home? And I just think Charity would would rather have Brayden, a guy she actually feels feelings for, than a nice guy like Warwick where there's nothing there. It doesn't mean Brayden's the only guy there. She didn't send everyone else home. You know, if anything, you could say someone like Claire Crowley had the bad picker because she kind of created this whole identity around Dale Moss and maybe that wasn't the right guy, whatever. But that's not what Charity's doing here. And maybe that'll happen. It's only episode two. It's early, but yeah. Can I just say, I like at one point during the second episode turned to Allie and I was like, have you, I was like, I'm, granted I'm from the Northeast. Like uh, I've lived in like mostly like cities my whole life. Like, have you ever heard someone who like talks like that with that like specific intonation? Allie was like, no, no. I haven't. <laughs> she, she has just like a very specific way of like, she laughs and talks and she has this like idiot. No, it's uh, it's Carolina. She's, she's from, she's from the Carolinas. That's kind of like a Southern, it's just, she's got like a Southern, you know, Midwestern blend there. All right. So we're going to go to this clip. This was on his next, or this is from a podcast, maybe a day before. That's so far so great. I'm really entertained by Charity, I, I think in the best possible way, she's a little more messy and a little more toxic than I anticipated. I'm sure she'll figure it all out. I just, I would push back on the word toxic because then it gives chumps like me the ability to write, she's a little more messy and a little more toxic than I anticipated. I don't see her doing anything toxic. I see her, I almost see her giving the men a longer leash than some people would. Like maybe Claire Crowley was on the anxious side of things where if you didn't look at her right away, she's like, yo, get out. I don't want that. No, I'm here for the right reasons. Time's of an essence, this and that. Charity's like, I got all the time in the world. Charity's like, well, what do you want from me? Let's do it. All right. You're, so you're here on spring break. Let's take you on another date and find out. Charity's just giving more grace. And I don't think that's toxic at all. 
feel free to disagree. Leave a comment. Let me know what you guys think. Um, let's uh, finish this clip up. She is obviously an intelligent queen, but uh, I am enjoying her making some bad decisions for herself, at least early on in this season. So if you're, you're not watching, I, I highly recommend giving it a, a shot. Uh, and then also we have Marie for Okay, so then let's go to our final clip here. And this clip, um, uh, let's see what this one's all about. Hate Braden as much as I do. Do they hate Braden? Let's go back and uh, they're talking about Braden. What has the audience's reaction been to the first two episodes? Like, are what are their reactions been to Charity? Do they, do they hate Braden as much as I do? Do they hate Braden, or do they think Charity has that? Kind uh, hate's a strong word. It's a strong word. Like I said, when you get to know these people, a lot of times. They, they don't get cast on these shows by mistake. They're great conversationalists. They're very charming. Here's Brayden. And again, why do I have to be pimping for Brayden? It's not necessarily because I met him. It's because I'm when, it, when you meet these people, like, do you have to remember when people didn't like Logan? Logan came to my stand-up show last night. I knew Logan way before he was ever on The Bachelor. Uh, I've known him for a long time. And he was a Good guy. Oh, he's an F boy. People like Logan now, but you have to remember, they looked at Logan the way they were looking at Brayden. And you go after, all right, calm down. If Brayden's biggest flaw is that he's giddy and excited and inexperienced in long-term dating, he's 24. Are we going to hold that against him? I mean, by the way, he's older than Natalie Joy, I believe. But my point being is like, we like hate's a strong word. But But again, that's just my opinion on it kind of little tint of toxicity that we've been talking about is she do they agree that she's a, a a little messy in the best possible way what 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 has been bachelor nation's reaction by the way i've seen i've seen um jihad videos that have higher megapixels than this one you know what i mean i've literally seen hostage takeover videos uh with higher bandwidth than this tint of toxicity that we've been talking about is she do they agree that she's a, a a little messy in the best possible way. What 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 has been Bachelor Nation's reaction? I don't think people have quite as definitive of opinions as you do, sir. I don't think well, people agreed. are calling her quite toxic or messy. I think I've definitely seen some different opinions. Feels like people are saying she's one of the best ones so far. That she's having a fun season. She's letting things play out. She's not uh, jumping to conclusions. People are a little split on Brayden. I think some a lot of people really? are seeing red flags, but then other people are like, well, maybe he was nervous, or maybe X, Y, and Z. Like I feel like with a lot of them, because it's so early on in the season, it's like, okay, well, can we give benefit of the doubt? I see this. Maybe this. And I'm and, and I'm not saying Brayden's going to turn out to be this um, shining star that everyone aspires to be on the show. Maybe maybe he, he spirals out of control. Maybe he gets in a fight with another guy. Maybe he says things he regrets. All I'm saying is when I met him. And that's the only intuition I can use. He was a good guy. And all the girls that were at the stand-up show that were like, oh my gosh, you're on the show. They were very happy to meet him. He was very nice to them. He was very conversational with everybody. And I think we need to lower the bar a little bit. And I know that's not super sexy to say. And I know that's not going to sell a bunch of uh, headlines here. Lower the bar a little bit. You know, I got a comment from somebody that said, Dave, I stopped listening to your videos because you talk about Nick too much. And they were a fan of Nick's and they didn't like that. And I was like, okay, well, what do you want me to do? That's like somebody talking about Joe Rogan. He's the biggest podcaster out there. Nick Vial is 
the biggest or one of the biggest commentators of Bachelor. So when he says something, we comment on it and we interject our opinions. And that's, that's kind of the business model of my channel. I know we say Bachelor Nation News, but I'm not really here to break any news. I'm just here to share my side. It's almost like if you and I were on a road trip together. That's what the podcast is all about. I'm talking to you as if you're sitting next to me and we're hanging out. The only difference is if, if you were sitting next to me, like my wife, you would be telling me that I'm missing the exit or driving driving too close to the car in front of me or you know they you know I need to change the temperatures on the car by the way the new Tesla has unique temperature settings for passenger and driver. I know a lot of you guys with new cars have this, but I've been driving a 2003 Toyota. So it's been very nice to not hear her complain about, oh, this doesn't feel right. She's got her own heated seat option. And I tell her, honey, the heated seat uses a lot of electricity. Can we not do that? And she's like, I'm going to toast the hell out of my ass. And I'm like, all right, toast that ass. All right. Speaking of toasting that ass, I roasted the hell out of Katie Thurston. Um, last weekend in San Diego. Now, as we know, she's off filming F-Boy Island, but I put together three different clips. I'm sharing the second one today of my roast of her. They are bleeped out. I was under explicit direction to not share with you who this joke is about. I'm going to share the bleeped version with you. The unedited version of all of these clips is available on the Patreon if you want the unedited version. All I ask is that you don't share it publicly. Keep it private. It's a private Patreon for a reason. It's a place for me to share things I can't share publicly. Here is the 20-second roast clip that left Katie Thurston shocked. Katie for, for doing stand-up comedy. She's just been crushing it. She's performed in She's performed in She hasn't performed in but performed in her. So there it is, folks. I know, I know that was a lot of bleeps. If you if you I just I I'm I'm literally not allowed to share this. I did the person whose the joke was about a a a a nice solid by saying I'll bleep it all out but I had to bleep it all out and anyway and then the other one I don't have the other one pulled up but I guess I'll share the other one with you that was the third roast and then this one I posted on my Instagram but in the chance that you don't follow here it is He's, uh, sex positive which um, means HPV positive <laughs> daddy issues positive and cat lady positive he's got a cat named Tommy give it up for Tommy She only had room in her apartment for one pussy. All right, everyone. That's going to do it for me. That's today's episode. I've been Dave Neal, and this was Bachelor Rush Hour.